Okay, Boker Tov, we uh, continue with the Sefer Sha'arim Batvila, and we're in the form of Tvila called Kriya, which is calling out to Hashem, which we explained already the last two classes. When you're calling someone, that you know that they're responding, and you know that they're capable of helping you out. And that's what you do before you ask for the actual request. And when you talk about, you call the person by name, the way you call them describes what your expectations are. So for example, if you're a little kid and you scraped your knee, you say, Abba, to get his attention. And you want him to act in a fatherly way. You're being mugged in the street and you see a policeman nearby, you go, police, and you call them because that by that name, because you know that's what policemen do. They're supposed to save you. Except nowadays it's not true. But uh, unfortunately. So therefore when you call out Hashem, what does that mean you're calling out Hashem? Depending which name you're using of Hashem, that's what the expectation is. Either Hashem of mercy or Elohim, you want justice. So that is part of, and that's setting up that scenario. And then we had a discussion of bitachon, that even a person who's a Russia can call out to Hashem. Because we have bitachon, it's like mamish, it's like, do we treat Hashem like the police or he's better than the police? <laughs> you know? So, so, so you have to have bitachon, that who you're calling can help you. And you have to realize, part of that is, you have to realize how dangerous the situation is and if you realize how dangerous the situation is, you're understanding how much help you need from Hashem. And then when you tell Hashem that you, you, you only know you can only get your help from Hashem, then Hashem responds. That's what they were saying. Um, they sent out from uh, Rav Moshe Sternbach. This whole thing, uh, how his whole behavior was prior to Yom Kippur, prior to Simchas Torah, he kept telling his uh, students and people down with him, he said, you gotta realize there's, there's big things happening soon. And they're not necessarily good. And he was, you know, people were asking for brachas in general. He said, well, you ask asking a bracha. You have to give you a bracha that you will live. You know, and uh, he was, he could sense something was gonna happen. And uh, so then when he was speaking and he was trying to describe how serious the situation is, and he said, and people tell me not to say because they get scared, so he says they should be scared. That's the problem. People don't want to be scared anymore. If you're, if you're not scared, then how do you understand how powerful Hashem is? If you're, if you're, if you're not scared... That means you, you don't really think you need Hashem. So it's a good thing to be scared. And, okay, he could do that in Eretz Yisrael. You could be a little tougher. Here, everybody's, almost everybody's a snowflake. And you scare them. They, they can't handle it. And they just crawl in their cocoon and hide. Anyway, so that was what we were discussing the last couple of days. So now we move on. Still in Kriya, and I'm skipping section Dalit for those who are following in the Sefer. Because it's uh, 
a hard concept to wrap your head around. So we're going to continue in hay. Gemara Brachas tells us there was a story of a person who went to be the chassan in front of Rebbe Liezer, and he was praying really long. Say so all the students are saying, "Wow, this guy really prays a long time." You know, or it's sort of a criticism. So he says, "Is he any longer than Moshe Rabbeinu who prayed for us for forty days?" So don't complain. Another story with a different student who was the chazan and Rebbe Leizer over the same thing. And he went really short, very short. The student said, boy, he goes pretty short. So he says, did he go any shorter than Moshe Rabbeinu when he prayed for Miriam? The whole prayer was, Kael na rafa na la. That was it. Five words was the entire prayer. So let's analyze this Gemara. Says Lachara, it makes sense when they criticize that the student prayed for a long time. Well, it's a found of virtue. He said, What do you say? Moshe Rabbeinu prayed 40 days. What's wrong with praying for a long time? Everyone can understand that it makes sense. So you're spending a long time talking to Hashem. So, so what could be so bad about it? And uh and we and we and we'll see later on. We haven't gotten to that expression. There's an expression of prayer called etor, and that means to pray for a long time. Okay, so that's okay. And Gemara says anyone who who takes a long time praying, at the end he'll get answered. So we can understand Rabbi Eliezer was defending the fellow who prayed for a long time. But the guy who was short. What virtue could Rabbi Eliezer find in a short prayer? Okay. Uh, and, and what's the proof for Moshe Rabbeinu? So the truth is, there's a very wondrous concept there is about a short prayer, which is very unique. And again, this is the prayer of Kriya, of calling out to Hashem. That's hinted to in the Pasuk when Yaakov Avinu criticizes Shimon and Levi who talks about the city of Shechem. And he says, Asher lokachti miyado amori. I believe he's talking to Yosef about this. But I took from the hands of Mori, Bicharbi, with my sword, Ubekashti, and with my bow and arrow. Now, Yaakov did not fight against Shechem. So the Targum explains, Bitzlosi uvaosi, with my prayers. Okay? And we see that... Uh, What's the comparison of prayers? And there's different types of prayers. Tzolosi uvaosi in Aramaic. Two different types of prayer. So obviously they have to be compared, somehow prayers compared to a sword or an arrow. So let's think about this. If anybody is a person who uh, shoots arrows, what's the, what's the word for that? An archer. An archer, thank you. Okay. So, how if how many times you have to shoot the arrow to succeed? If you hit the target once, that's it. A good focused shot, the guy's out. You hit the target. What if you're shooting a lot? Fing, 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 fing. What does that mean? You really don't have any specific target. You're just spraying it around. Right. 
How about a sword? Okay. A sword, the Gemara talks about how Avner Baner uh, killed uh, 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 someone. And it says, he hit him in the fifth rib. What does that mean? It means it was one shot and got him. Like, if you, it, you know, chas v'shalom, you know, if you, if you get a person in the right spot, they're finished. They're finished. Right? And, uh, and you don't really need one more if you're an expert. But by Kayan, for example, when he killed Hevel, the Gemara says he wasn't sure, he didn't know yet where you get the guy to kill him. So there, 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 until he finally found the spot. So what is, what's the message of that? If you know the address clearly, you hit the target right away. So when you pray to Hashem, there's what we can say, general praying. You don't have a target. But if you, if you call to Hashem, in the right way, you don't have to dive very long. Same idea. The focus, if the focus and everything is correct, boom, you hit it right away. Okay? And that's why we discussed briefly yesterday about Menashe, the wicked Menashe. When he was boiling in the cannibal's uh, soup pot, and it's coming to the end and he was praying to every God and they're not answering and then he finally says, well, maybe I'll try God. Now let's think about this. How long, how, there are probably a lot of Avodah he knew. Now, me and you don't know too many Avodah but there's a lot of Avodah in those days. There was a lot of different Avodah So now, you're boiling in the soup pot. How much time have you got? He's got like a half an hour for every idol? I don't think so, because he's going to be a cooked king very quickly. So what's, what's, what's going to be? So it's got to be a quick call, okay? And therefore, we didn't have time to, to have long, drawn-out messages. But in a few moments, he was able to call each of Odazar. He gave each one a one-liner. Okay? So therefore, he saw it didn't help. But the obvious question is, wait a minute, how do you know it didn't help? Maybe, maybe he didn't pray properly. Right? What's the proof? He called each one, and he didn't get answered. You know, well, you didn't really say it very well. Ah, but he already learned from others. As uh, he learned from Elio and Har HaKarmel when Elio was disparaging all the idols. Right? And he understood that the truth of the matter is you don't have to say things very much. When Elio, Davant Hashem, he just, a one liner, he got answered. Anani, 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 that's it. So he understood the idea of focusing on the target. And if he focused on the target, you know, this idol, this is the target. Didn't go. That means he's not there. If, if, you, if you have all the coordinates and you shoot and, and nothing happens, 
then there's nothing there. Okay. So he went to every Avodazar. One line, one line, one line, one line, one line. Okay. And therefore, uh, it's a sign. Therefore, he says the same thing to Hashem. He gives Hashem a one-liner. Hashem, answer me. And if not, then you're no different than anybody else, than any other idol. Now, really, that hit the target. He was clever. It hit the target. Because he knows it's like a, like a munition. Right? If you, that's why in Israel, they do targeted. You have to be so careful. You know, people just say these lines. Oh, Israel's carpet bombing uh, the Palestinians. So the guy who was moderating said, let's just say it clearly. It's targeted. Big difference between targeted and not targeted. Right? And thank God they're doing pretty good. All right? So there's that idea. So if you if you call out to Hashem from a Kriya, remember Kriya is just calling out. It's not a long message. You're calling out. It's clear if it's focused, they're listening to him. And you don't need more than just one strong outpouring. Everything is in that line. Now, it's interesting. There was once one of the, a big, big rabbi, he doesn't say who. He, uh, he, he noticed there were certain people who were really praying the Amidah on Rosh Hashanah a long time. I mean, there are people who pray a long time for their Amidah. Like two, three hours for the Amidah. So Rashiva like makes a kind of a joke, you know, truth in jest. So he says, I don't understand. Do you have a different machser than me? Because your machser must have 50 pages more than me. Show me. I'd like to see your machser. What, what are you saying so long? So it wasn't that the Rashiva wasn't telling him not to have a long prayer. That long prayer is a virtue. But he was trying to tell him there's many faces of the coin. And sometimes it's better to hit the target to read with clarity like someone's listening to you. And therefore, if the words go straight to the target, it hits the target. Now, it's interesting. I remember it's a long time ago, about 43 years ago, my first trip to Israel. I went with my wife, in-laws. So we went on one of these uh, Haredi tours, okay, which weren't that popular then as they are now. The tours in those days was Eged bus tours, you know, very secular perspective. So we, we went, and we went to graves of Tzadikim. And of course, he's running a tour, so you gotta keep moving things along. Right, is you want to see a lot of things. So I don't remember. So we go to all these Hasidic graves, and there's a lot of people who go on these trips because they really want to daven at Kivrei Tzadikim because they feel it will help. So he was already an experienced tour guide. So he said, uh, he said, listen, don't pray too long. One capital tilim is enough. He says, you know, when you go to a Rebbe who's alive. They only give you a couple seconds to be yeah. by the Rebbe. You think when he's dead it changes? Well, don't bother him so much. Just say the paragraph and that's it. Okay. In other words, if you're hitting the target, you know, you, 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 it, 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 there's a lot to that because you have to remember, 
me or you goes to a ar- archery range, we ain't hitting the target on the first <laughs> shot. At least I'm not. Or you know, they got this new thing, this uh, throwing the hatchet, axe throwing. Same thing. You know, you just get up and shoot an arrow for the first time. What happens is you shoot it and the arrow falls to the ground. You don't even... Then finally you're getting it to move, but you're way off the target. It takes a lot of practice to hit the target. Same thing with davening. If you're to really hit, I mean, to really understand who Hashem is, what Hashem is, what the situation is, how Hashem is doing what he's doing, you know, it's not simple. It needs a lot of practice before you're dominating. A lot of thought and contemplation. It's not like you just say, okay, God help me. Where, where are you coming from? Who are you talking to? God. You know, what, what do you mean God? What is God? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> so then who's asking to help you? So you got to be full. And what do you exactly need your help for? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, well, there should be peace in Israel. Yeah, why should there be peace in Israel? You know, it, it, it's, you, you don't really know what you're saying. You know what it's like? I'll give you an example. Lahavdo. These pro-Palestinian morons. They have no idea what they're saying. For sure. They have no idea. But they're set, talking a long time. Yeah. Boy, are they talking. Blah, 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 blah. Protect the, you know, and... and, and you're a moron. You don't even know anything. And you have to talk so long because you don't have the point. You could say very simple to the, if you got it clear who you're dealing with, who you're talking with, in one line you could make it clear. You know, I mean, it's clear. A country has a right to defend themselves, period. That's clear to the point. Clear to the point. Return the hostages. Clear to the point. Right? You don't have to have big, big drushes. You know, they say there was a rabbi who said uh, he used to uh, live far away from the shore. Hey, like a 20 minute walk. And uh, what did he do during the 20 minute walk? He'd prepare his drush. So uh, he prepared the drush. And the drush was you know, pretty short. Then eventually he moved. He, he was next to the shore. Didn't take long. Then the congregation realized his drushes got much longer. So they asked him, what's going on? And he said this point. So what does that mean? He says, if I, if I have a long time to prepare the drush, I spend a lot of time figuring out what I shouldn't be saying. Because I'm thinking of all the things I want to talk about, but then I'm thinking, well... This is not exactly the germane. This is not. And he had time to concretize and in a short period of time focus in on what the point was. He says, but if I'm next to the shul, I have a lot of things on my mind, but I have no time to concretize it, so I say a lot more. So that's, uh, you know, really, if, if you have a point to say, unless you're getting into very uh, complicated concepts, they need a lot of explanations, scholarly. But if you got a point to make, you could figure a way to get the point across uh, quicker than not. And that's what the, we're saying over here. 
that the prayer it's not the quantity necessarily but the quality but that quality comes with experience knowing you know how Hashem functions vis-a-vis us and what attribute of Hashem do we need to call on at this point in time and depending on how we are behaving and to understand all these things and if you really understand everything that's going on if you're on the level of Moshe Rabbein, you only need four words. Because he knows what kale means. He really, when he says kale, he knows what aspect of that. He knows what refah means. He knows what no means. And love to her. He, he has it all. He knows clear. And that is the message. Oh, so now what's going to be the obvious question that we're tempted to ask at this time? As How many times do we repeat that? Oh, so it's like Let's say when the rabbi says, um, uh, rabbi says, uh, you know, I, uh, it really, really the point is very simple, but I have to explain. Or rabbi says, after a 30 minute speech, says, I really, you know, really, it can boil it down to five minutes. So they say, so why did you only spend five minutes? What'd you have to say for 30 minutes if you could have said it in five? So that's the question. If you can say it short, so then why are you spending a long time? Okay. And understand. So if Moshe could do it with his sister in five words, why do you have to do it for the Jewish people 40 days? So the answer is, yes, even though prayer has a direct target. And if you take a prayer like a bow, and one shot you can hit the target and you open up the gates of heaven and mercy comes down. But the truth of the matter, you have to remember, you're always standing before Hashem. And if you're standing for Hashem, uh, again, it's like you're reviewing and you're hitting the target again. In other words, the idea of that you want to, same idea with Torah, same idea with Torah. The Gemara says every one of the commandments that God said that came out of him, the whole world was filled with it in the heavens, whatever that means. His commandment filled the world. So the question is, if the world was filled after the first commandment, where did the second commandment go? It was already full. So, uh, so what happened? Hashem had to bring from his storehouses. He would... Uh, the first one would, would leave after a while. Okay? And with every Debor, Hashem said, the Jews people died. Their souls came out. So from the first Debor, they died. So how did they get the second one? Rather, what Hashem brought some do and brought them back to life. So what does that tell us? That the truth is, every Debor of Torah takes up, fills a whole world. And there really would not be place for a new world. Because Hashem's word doesn't end. It's hard for us to understand. When Hashem speaks, fills the world and doesn't go away, it's there. But obviously, God is beyond what he could do. And he gives another place for the next Debor. He kind of takes away and says, okay, we'll let you do it again. And you can come in contact with the infinite again. In other words, Hashem is giving us the ability. That's why it is on anything called Chazorah. When you're learning it, good. Amazing. You filled the world. But now that moment's over. We move on to the next moment. Now let's fill the world again. 
at this moment. All right. So that's I did with tefillah. Yes, every word hits the target. Hashem hears it very clearly if someone's speaking. And you have merited a tremendous connection to Hashem. You don't need to go anymore. Okay. So, uh, and uh, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's there. But the wonders of Hashem, which we cannot comprehend, is every prayer for itself has now connected to the infinite. And therefore, you could then, afterwards, I'll do it again. Let me fill the world with the infinite request again. Okay? And I could hit a different target, so to speak. And every aspect of prayer is another target that you can hit. So the question is, how many targets do you have to hit? So if it's his sister is sick, it was one target. Say it straight, boom, you got it. Now, he's praying, he's praying to get repentance for three million people. Each person is a different person. Each person has a different psychology. Um, it, w- it wasn't just Miriam was straight. One Avera, she spoke Lashonara. It wasn't such a serious Avera at, compared to other Averas you could do. But for her level, it was bad. And one result you want to see. So he understood that clear to the point. Claudius wrote, yeah, every time he dominated, it was clear to the point. But there was a lot of points. He had a hit. So when we daven, you know, you, you can sometimes, you know, or let's make another example. Uh, you go to a rich man and you need money. So this person, some people feel, I got to tell them the whole story. Started 70 years ago when I was a little baby. And my father hit me when I was young. I had psychological trauma, blah, 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 blah. Until it comes to the point when I need money now. Okay. Why did it take you an hour? Hit the point. All right? Tell me that you're, you know, through no fault of your own, you don't have any parnosa, and you hit the point. So, so some of us are articulate, and we hit the point. Other of us don't even know where the point is. They keep talking and talking and talking. So, therefore, it's, there's a value to a hitting the point. That's why there are certain chasidus, that sukkah December takes a long time. A long time. Like over an hour. When you get to the Amida, boom, boom, boom. Five minutes. Five minutes. Why? Because they've already been sharpening their arrow for an hour. So now it's ready to shoot. You hit the point. Right? That's the point. And that's how Locha it says in Gemara Brachas. Rabbi Shua says, if you're in a place of danger, you make a short prayer. And he lists like one line. Rabbi Nechunya ben Akana, when he would enter the base of Medrash, when he'd leave the base, he would say a short prayer. And he tells what the short prayer is. So there's a concept of a short prayer. And everybody in difficult times needs to say a short prayer that is and has a unique value because it comes from such an intense clarity. And that's the issue we're trying to bring across over. Sometimes you're, you're, you're struggling with what you're saying to Hashem. No, you have, you have friends and they tell you their problems. 
someone they just can't get to the point. It takes them so long to get to the point of their way because they don't have clarity. In other words, as they're talking, it's trying to get clarified. So, and so if you're a good friend, you'll listen. You'll ask a few questions and get it clear. It takes a long time, but they eventually get to the point. Other people, sharp. This is the problem. Okay, now you don't have to talk a long time. So therefore, it depends on the type of people we are. There are people who can get to the point, and people who cannot get to the point. But just to say, well, I'm gonna put a clock here, and I'm gonna stay with the Amida 20 minutes. When 20 minutes is up, then I'll stop. That's not how you do it. It has to be who you are and what you are. Sometimes you're so overwhelmed with the challenge, you, don't, you know you're unhappy, you know things are bad, but you really have no idea how to fix it and what to ask from Hashem. So you gotta really spend some time during the prayer, you're talking, you're talking to Hashem. I don't really, I can't pinpoint what should I do, what should I do this, should I do that. Another person says, listen, this is the problem and this is what I need help. So that, that's the idea of Kriya. Kriya is when you're calling, you already know the address, you know everything. So when you're calling the policeman, you don't have to say very much. Help! And the policeman knows what that means, and you said the right word. <laughs> so you don't need much more than that. Now, then when the policeman comes, then he may ask you to explain what happened. Okay, fine. But Hashem doesn't always, doesn't need you to explain what happened, except that you gotta still say what you need to say. Okay. So that's, that's another aspect of Kriya, and we have to appreciate being able to get to the point. What uh, about the communal prayer? Like we pray here in the morning, for instance. Mm-hmm. What, how does this fit into this? Same thing, because you have some people who take a long time, yeah, but it's, we are together. We we do have a time frame. We, so that we mentioned, we, we only have a time frame to accommodate people. Right. But generally, it depends a lot on the group of people. You have people who are like not so connected to Hashem. They want it to be fast. Or I'll say even better. Let's say in holy places. There are certain places, their philosophy is we have a long prayer. Because we get more emotionally involved and it's hard for us to express it all. So it takes us a long. Others say we get right to the point. So usually you try to find like-minded people praying together. Because you know you can't legislate to a person how to express his feelings, can you? And, and, bo- and both are valid prayers. A long prayer is valid, a short prayer is valid. And when before we had minions, everyone just prayed on their own. But now that you have a minion, we've got to find a way to do it that it fits in. You had great Hasidic Rebbes, great Hasidic Rebbes. You know, they didn't have big minions. Because most of the Hasidim had to go to work. And they don't have three hours for chakras. So you have to find some loyalists. So you know what would happen is they'd start their meter together. Everybody finishes after 10 minutes. The rabbi's going for another two hours. So what do the Hasidim do? They take out a Gemara, and they learn. They wait, wait. Because so, you have to do Chazar. 
So if he, they leave, he can't do that. No. So they wait. Some guys would go to the mikvah. Some guys would go out there and then come back 20 minutes. You know, it wasn't easy to find people who would be there. Well, I told you, some Hasidic place who comes to meet up, boom, 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 boom. Five minutes, done. There's no right or wrong way. So when you're davening in a communal setting, you want to find people who are like-minded, who are either all boom, boom, boom types, or the kinds who really need a long time. We have to give them more time. That's why it's not easy to be in a minion, because you gotta be able to accommodate other people, and that's such a hard thing. Okay, excellent day. Have a good Arab Shabbos, and whoever can come.